Hey guys, welcome back to Absolutely Podcast. We are here. I'm Rick. I'm Kristen. And he's Lincoln. And he's Lincoln. Just have a football. Cheeks are a little red, but he had a good time. He wanted to be on the podcast. So with that, we just wanted to tell you we had a great time with Madeline. She was such a great host talking about Tartaria. It was so fun. And We're just uh, getting our feet wet on Tartaria. Yeah. So because there's so much to it and there's a lot of deception mixed in with a little bit of truth, probably. So it'll take some time to mm-hmm. sift through it all. But we wanted to get you guys started somewhere. So Madeline was was willing to come on and talk to us and we appreciate yeah. her doing that because yeah. she's she's put in the 10,000 hours of studying this and we have it. Yeah, so we're going to ask her to be a full-time guest spot <laughs> on That's So Fringy podcast. It's just like on Fox News. They got people that come in all the time. That's going to be mad. She's our Canadian correspondent. She's our Canadian correspondent on Tartaria and all things millennial kingdom so mm. guys don't want to miss this episode it's such a good one she does such a great job and we hope that you enjoy it as much as we did can you say bye to everybody bye say, say enjoy like, like our instagram send it to your friends friends everybody say it loud send it to your friends yeah yes. send it to your friends we'll see ya bye Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you for listening to That's So Fringy Podcast. I'm Rick. I'm Kristen. And we are here today with Madeline. She was so uh, just gracious to come on and talk to us about Tartaria, because this has been a subject we've been wanting to dive into for a very long time. But as you guys know, we've been building kind of in, in our in our park podcast space, we've been trying to build from who are they all the way up to all of these other, you know, rabbit holes and branches that you can go off in. But we wanted to make sure that we had a good solid foundation first so that when we do introduce new topics, we already kind of know what our foundation is. And so with that, I'm going to introduce you to Madeline because uh, we are just, we can't even believe you're here. We've been looking for somebody to talk to us about Tartaria and has the knowledge and it sounds like you're the person. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm up on the west coast of uh, Canada on Vancouver Island. I'm a mom. I'm an IT manager. I pretty much just keep really busy. But in between, this is pretty much my all-consuming hobby, I would say. Um, Yeah. How did that start? You just uh, stumbled on it on the internet or was it... Yeah, it is one of those things that you hear in passing now mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. you used to. Um, and when I first heard it, I didn't even, uh, it didn't even clue in what it meant. It was a weird word. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea what that is. Uh, but eventually it cropped up enough times that I started to pay attention. And so I thought, I'm going to check this thing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how we've gotten it too. We've gotten it in like little, you know, Instagram reels or TikTok things and just like little bits at a time. But it, it's such a huge subject. I mean, there is so many different ways you can go. But do you mind just kind of giving us a, a basic foundation of what what is Tartaria? Basically. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Tartaria is a, a term, I guess you could say some people... Um, I guess in the community, it's used as a a name for what was a old empire um, mm. 
and it's it's an old empire that has been lost. Um, and you know these concepts relate to a lot of old places, but this is the kind of old empire that you can literally walk out your door and yeah. you can go look at it wherever mm-hmm. you are in the world. It's vast. Um, wow. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And for me, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed because I live in a city that literally has it around every corner mm. and I can go take pictures, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So it's it's like you can go out in the field, you can go look at it, you can touch it, you can yeah. walk around it, you know. Yeah, that's so interesting. And when you and when you say something like that and people are like, What is she talking about? But but you're talking about just it's it's everywhere. That's how vast this place was, right? And so what time frame in history are we talking about? I think it's really debatable and that is mm-hmm. um that I would say it's an unknown. A lot of people think mm-hmm. they know, but from what I've seen it is uh it's hotly debated sure. as to when the timeline, because one of the foundational um, principles of this whole thing is timeline mm-hmm. and the way that timelines have been changed over time. So our calendar has changed, mm-hmm. our dates have changed. Um, and this is going over like, you know, maybe a thousand years we've seen changes sure. happen and um, maybe different reasons you know, back that up, but ultimately we've lost uh, a grounding in what year are we even in? Yeah. And so to, to, to know that as a starting point, but then to realize that um, there has been intentional cover up as well. Mm-hmm. So um, through books and documents and, you know, mm-hmm. artifacts, we have this kind of intentional cover up and that's where it gets really interesting because you might want to go find out the date. Or, you know, when did yeah. this happen? But you also might get distracted by like, wow, look at this architecture. Why is mm-hmm. it like that? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my first big dive into it was a series by Iwar Anon. I don't know how many people have listened to him. And he's not a Christian, so it doesn't really give you any type of biblical anything. But it, he had this whole series on, you know, hidden history or alternative history or whatever. and And he went into... The arc, some of the architecture of the these people that like why would this be buried so far underground? You know, it was just crazy. The we'll probably have to put that in the show notes or something. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. lots of pictures and videos and stuff that's like, okay, how do you how do you explain this? Yeah, he's a he is a good source. And just speaking of sources, um, there are a lot of people who are going down very specific interests within the Tartaria under the Tartaria umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, so Awar is one of them. Um, and there's a lot of uh, Christian contributors to this mm-hmm. as well who are going down mm-hmm. their individual um, interests. Um, they're taking s- sort of a specialty look at it, um, whether that be, you know, apocalyptic or whether right. it be um, from a religious perspective or whatever technological. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so where where are we talking like location wise? Can you explain a little bit of where this empire? I know it was worldwide, but like mm-hmm. you know, kind of where it started. Or yeah, I think if you know, just going by the name of it, um, there's been some assumptions made that uh, the eastern sort of Siberia, kind of that region of the world, is 
where it, it rooted from, it kind mm-hmm. of sprung from, whether that's based in truth or not, I really can't tell you. Um, calling it Tartaria is just kind of a, a label that everyone recognizes, so we just keep mm-hmm. using it. Sure. Um, but I, I don't think you could categorically say, yeah, it came from there. Um, sure mm-hmm. enough, you know, that area is called Tartaria in the old maps and in the old right. um, ancient documents, but it... Yeah, it's really hard to like nail down exactly where it started. Um, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. fascinated about what you said about time and changing time because I know there's a lot of people that don't even realize that we have been on several several different calendars throughout time. Like yeah. there's a Julian calendar and there's a Gregorian calendar and there's many, many others. And if you think about that, like that's a little weird in my estimation, because if you're going to continue to change the calendar, like as an example, if you become a Roman ruler and you want everybody to be on under your foot, then you could change the entire timeline and tell them whatever you want to tell them, and you would be a god in their mind. You know, you would you have created your own um, system that they have to follow because they're under this system. But what it does is it negates God's system, which yeah. very interestingly, and I don't know if you're a flat earth person or not, but very interestingly, the earth is built like a clock. I mean, mm-hmm. everything that happens on the flat earth is a clock. And so this is why it fascinates me so much because people say, well, why would the government lie to us about the moon and about this and about that? It's because they're trying to hide God from you. Because if exactly. you're on the same exact timeline as God, then then that verse that tells you that the stars and everything in shows his handiwork because everything's moving as it should. And you can, I don't know, navigate the seas by it and everything like that. Like if you can hide that by changing the calendar and changing the timeline so people don't even know who they are or where they are in history, it, it becomes very confusing, which I, I think is the point. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree. There's your Julian calendar, as you mentioned. There's the Gregorian. There's a Coptic calendar, which mm-hmm. is like Ethiopian. Um, and something I actually found, it came across the other day. Um, there's a verse in Daniel. Um, 725 it says he shall speak words against the most high Mm. and shall wear out the saints of the most high and shall think to change the times and the law Mm. and they shall be given into his hand for a time times and half a time so you Mm -hmm. know it gives you that impression that there is a deeper reason why this is all you know Mm -hmm. carried out in the way that it is and really definitely to confuse people why Mm -hmm. else would you go and commission people to fabricate you know history and mm-hmm. hide things and yeah know, what's conspire. that that your dad what's that your dad always says if you if, if you win you get to write the history book well yeah he says the history books are written by the winners because yeah. Yeah. the yeah. losers aren't there to write it so yeah. Yeah. and, and, and it only takes i mean they've proven it only takes three generations to completely rewrite history like it, it really doesn't take that long so because i remember my great it would be my great great grandparents they knew the earth was flat they knew like it was not and now all of a sudden in three generations people don't believe that anymore so it really doesn't take that long to totally redo things mm. yeah 
Exactly. And what's really interesting, you mentioned, um, Rick, the 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 way that the earth is actually designed is a perfect timepiece, like mm-hmm. according to the lunar phases, right? And mm-hmm. so that was the Hebrew calendar that God gave to help with those seasons and, and all of that. Um, but when you move to the sun being the center of everything, it actually throws it all out. You can't calculate seasons. You can't properly calculate the date. Mm-hmm. Um, you need leap years to fill in the blanks and things like that. So, Well, yeah. and that's, what's, that's what messes with the harvest. And I mean, you're supposed to be doing all of these, you know, farming activities and things like that under the sun at the right time. And, and if you don't know those things, then that's how you can have famine. Like, why would you have a famine if you just followed God's laws and God's rules, right? But that's right. how you get famines is you get off of the timeline and you're mm-hmm. you're planting at the wrong time. You're you're harvesting at the wrong time. You don't know. You're trying your best to follow the stars and the moon and everything, but it's not working anymore because somebody told you something else. Yeah. That's not true. So right. it's it's very interesting to me. It's you know, once you can put it like that and you can explain it to people in a way that you know they'll hopefully finally listen and it all does make sense. It all kind of falls right into line. So do you believe that there have been several resets? I think it's possible. Um, I'm doing quite an in-depth study of chronology at the moment. And, and I actually am building up an old library of my own um, Mm. with as old books as I can find. I mean, most people who are looking for old books will know that you can't find anything prior to about Mm -hmm. 1860. It's Mm -hmm. really difficult. And if you do find them, um, they'd be in the tens of thousands of dollars, which just goes to show you that that's, that's how much has been ripped out of our grasp, you know, we can't even get a hold of the information. And then mm-hmm. you have places like the Vatican mm-hmm. who have massive libraries hoarding it all, keeping it all from us, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's like, what's the point of keeping it all from us unless there's something in there to be found? You know, the reason the government redacts things and classifies them is because they don't want you to know. But I think time has proven that that's not the way new, you know, loving, you know, open, willing to share the world's news. That's not how those people operate. So these people definitely aren't operating that way. They're not operating out of a place of love or kindness. It doesn't matter if the Vatican church is attached to it. It's what are they doing? Because you can you can follow aliens or you can follow Tartaria or you can go down all of these other rabbit holes, but you have to listen to the message. That's the thing. Because when you follow this all the way to the end, you're getting the right message. And and the, the right message is that there was different people living at a different time and they knew more than we know. Because we well, haven't been think, allowed to. I think we can see with our eyes, like you said, you look at the architecture and you go, did, did these people that have uh, horses and buggies, were they able to build <laughs> this stuff? Like, it doesn't really yeah. even make sense. And why are the buildings we have now, they're just concrete columns that are, you know, super blah. And they, you know, I know. there's nothing really mm-hmm. beautiful about the architecture now, even though we're theoretically more advanced than they would have been. So right. how, how do you explain some of the architecture stuff? 
Yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, I'm just going to use a local example. So here in Victoria, in British Columbia and Canada, we have what we call the Legislative Assembly building, or some people call it the Parliament buildings. Mm. And it would be a classic example of the type of building that you'll see in every country of the world, every mm. major city, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like this is, you know, there is no country untouched by this. There's no major city that doesn't have this kind of architecture. Um, and yet they'll tell you that in 1901 or something that they, you know, commissioned um, or that they, I think it was, they used to do this. Um, this is the, the, the usual story. And this is, again, this is all over the world. The story repeats itself that they put out a competition for an aspiring architect who would come and draw designs for a new building. And then seemingly unexperienced architect would just pop out of nowhere and somehow be able to build this thing in like three years. Right, right. <laughs> I, you know, and just if you have any logical sense, you can't, ha it doesn't happen. Like across from where we live, there's a big apartment building. It took three years to build it. It is a rectangle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no <Right>. design. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I saw a thing. I don't know if you if you know much about this, but in, in part of that documentary was how it, the architecture is so similar across the globe, which doesn't really yeah. you can't even really call it a globe anymore. Anyway, yeah. Um, so the architecture is so similar, but it was specifically talking about the spires that are on top and mm -hmm. how those. So, what are your thoughts on if can those conduct electricity? Like, how how do you think that all works? So. What I found is, and this is this is actually a huge, uh, there's a huge community looking into this um, hidden area of science, which mm -hmm. would be your atmospherical ether, ether, um, and that that has actually been hidden. And if you think about it, um, and once you start looking into it, you realize that those cathedrals, those old buildings with the pointy spires on them. Um, and if you look at somewhere like Milan or Barcelona, where they have mm -hmm. a lot of those, um, they were literal powerhouses, which also explains why they were built on ley lines, the mm -hmm. Earth's power grid. Um, and they harnessed uh, or they accessed, they drew down the ether through means of what we can only assume is frequency, vibration, um, you know, the, the way that the sound of something like a bell or mm -hmm. bells, um, organs, pipe organs, you know, blasting out, um, even the choral, the voices, you know, people singing in the choir and how the acoustics of the building were in such a way that they would actually, you know, that the sound would go up and out and... Yeah. The, the fact is right now is all of our electricity is harnessed inside cables mm -hmm. and delivered to us through holes that we get charged for. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the free aspect of it living right in the air above us is quite interesting. And uh, a lot of yeah. people mostly want to know how to get a hold of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem that crazy when you think, where does our electricity come from now? It comes from these weird little cables in the ground and, it doesn't seem that crazy that you could put a spire that goes up and then if the electricity is coming from above us, they just draw it down and it's still delivered in a very similar fashion. It doesn't seem that crazy, I guess. And then there was another component of like the, the magnet. There's a lot of 
architecture that have these arches that kind of, you know, seem magnetic and they're built mm -hmm. around waterways. So you've got right. water below and then you've got a magnet and then you've got a spire. I mean, it's, it seems like it could work. I don't know. Yep. And, and that AWAR, uh, the, the person that you mentioned earlier on YouTube, um, he goes into one of his videos, talks about the, the water that would come from natural springs under the, th the cathedrals and mm -hmm. um, the way that it's possible they were healing right? by way of, you know, connecting to that power source. And I have a whole uh, other niche kind of fringe uh, idea along with others you know i've just picked up ideas from other people but in the christian community there is a group that believe that this is actually um remnants of the millennial reign so that is another aspect mm. that i i personally that's kind of where i go with it um i'm doing a lot more research around that but um initially all of these foundational pieces kind of start to pull you into the the story, you know, the true narrative, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I'm willing to go down that rabbit hole. So <clears throat> this is what I do. So you say something like that, and I'm just like, all right, let's talk about this. Yeah. So in my estimation, there there is a time in the Bible that says that there is going to be this millennial reign, right? And in that millennial reign is going to be with Christ the King at the helm, and that's what we see, and that's to come at some point. But we've been talking about changing timelines, and so how would we know that that hasn't already happened? We wouldn't, exactly. because the timeline would have been changed, and if you can change the timeline, you can change the ideas and the thoughts and everything like that. And so we have to, we have to be careful when we're quick to jump to that can't happen the millennial year reign already happened that can't have already happened that's coming i get where you're coming from and i would have thought the same thing if i hadn't seen all of this evidence that madeline is bringing to us madeline is mm -hmm. telling you the truth she doesn't she's not like those people that are hoarding the information remember as we talked before madeline is willing to give it and not only give it but give it freely she's putting it out there for you mm -hmm. and so when madeline says something you should probably listen because she's telling you that this is this is something that is very possible and if you look at how you're bringing energy from the sky putting it into water and then you've got aqueducts that go all over in in all over the world these this aqueduct could take water all throughout the towns and the cities and that's holy water coming in into from the ether and then you're singing in a cathedral. I don't know um, how many years ago was that that I did that wedding in L.A. Um, oh yeah, it was like it was probably five, six or six years. Yeah, I want to say, but ago. I I officiated a wedding for my cousin. Shout out to Taylor. I was up <laughs> on the uh, I was up on the stage, and they started playing the the um, what's it called. Well, it had a whole, it looked like a castle. It was a church, but it looked yeah. like a castle. I mean, it was like. Whole, the whole wall was a pipe organ. It was yeah, that absolutely started playing the organ and incredible. it shook mm -hmm. the whole building. I mean, the pipe organs were built into the walls all yes. the way around everywhere. It was the most and everybody was surreal like, thing. Like, it was almost like people couldn't move. Like, we were yeah. all just like. I mean, it was shocking how just gorgeous it was, but it, I don't know. It just made you feel something. 
Mm. Yeah, and interestingly, uh, a lot of the old mansions of the Gilded Era also mm. had pipe organs built into them. Why mm -hmm. would you do that? Why, if it was for like a congregation or mm -hmm. you know for a, a group meeting, why would you have that in your house? Yeah, um, and oh, you'll even true. remember like some of those spooky old movies. There's someone playing a pipe organ in like the big old mansion, and mm -hmm. they were building for the purposes of energy. Um, yeah. yeah, it's. It's fascinating. The whole tech side of this is yeah. mm -hmm. tech is is interesting. But um, if you want to go back to the millennial reign just for a second, yes, um, I think we we touched on something that was interesting. So when we talk about the Daniel seven twenty five, which says he shall wear out the saints, the Most High shall think, and and shall think to change the times and the law. Mm. Well, it, if you go up to Revelation twenty, it talks about the Great Deception, right? Mm. So that would follow the millennial mm. reign. And I can't think of a more deceiving time than we live in right now. Yes. Um, and I can't imagine it being any more deceptive than what we have right now. So mm -hmm. that aspect of it got me thinking and I thought, wow, you know, once you start to realize things like the earth is actually flat, why are they going to this level of deception? Um, mm -hmm. And everything else just starts to flow into that. Uh, you know, the word NASA itself, meaning to beguile. Mm -hmm. um, you can just you can just look at almost anything that we're fed through mm -hmm. our official narrative, and it's all deception. So right. yep. basing things on sort of basing the this kind of truth you know, pulling mm -hmm. out the pieces of truth out of that. Um, there are a few things that I've found in my research. And so if you go back to what Jesus said to the people that he was standing with, and you could say this is some kind of a preterist mm -hmm. eschatological view, but um, the people he was standing with, he told these things shall come to pass when he was describing the destruction of Jerusalem, when he was describing the great tribulation and mm -hmm. all of the things that he was telling them was going to happen, you know, making the point to say this generation shall not pass until these things happen. So we yeah. do have to take that into account as well. And, you know, as I've kind of been grappling with that, um, I've gone down the different routes of what is eschatology? Where mm -hmm. did we get these ideas that we have right now that are fed into the churches that are kind of just repeated without yes. anyone really thinking about them. Yeah. And you realize that a lot of this came through around about the same time as what we would call the reset. So like the most recent reset, mm -hmm. which is around, you know, kind of the mid 1800s. Most mm -hmm. people are agreeing sort of early to mid 1800s, um, which yeah, would include. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you, I was go just going to say, cause that's when you see these people start kind of coming out of the woodwork around all these really high tech looking buildings and all the, and that's what Kristen was talking about before where you've got horses and buggies and, and you know, these people are not, they don't have power tools. They can't And these huge cathedrals and stuff were built by those people with the, that doesn't make any sense. And those are the no. pictures that people are finding. And those are the things that people are saying, like San Francisco is one example where it's like San Francisco is all built out. And then these people are just like walking into it. Like they're just finding it for the first time. And yeah, then and it, it it's just It's really going. interesting. Things like San Francisco, you know, what they do is they blend. And I, when I say they, I mean the people who were in charge of the reset. So mm -hmm. 
they blended media. So they would blend kind of pictures, but they would, you know, like photographs, but then they would also blend in paintings. So they yeah. could make it look like how they wanted you to think it looked. Um, mm -hmm. And and really, they don't match. So you'd see a photo from the same time or near the same time, and the landscapes are totally different. Mm -hmm. The number of houses are different. And actually, something I did want to mention, um, have you heard of the World Fairs? Oh, yeah. Okay. So what's really interesting is before the World Fairs happened, there had been fires big city fires going on and you probably have heard of these too mm -hmm. um, but i just want to go back to so starting in london not starting in london but some cities had a ton of fires so you had like boston new york um, mm -hmm. london chicago and just drawing attention to some of those so in night uh, sorry in 1666 there was a four-day fire in london mm -hmm. and this is crazy because when you think about the materials that these cities were made of it was rock right like, right there, there wasn't a lot of wood those yeah. those countries weren't highly forested they weren't you know building things with tons of wood it was mm -hmm. rock and these cities were demolished by fire so mm -hmm. 86 to 87 parish churches in london were destroyed up to 14,000 houses mm -hmm. 44 company halls um, $1.8 billion worth of damage in four days wow. in that fire. Of Dang. Yeah, what does people. burn if you're in a, yeah. yeah, you're in a castle or you're in a, you know, a stone structure. Well, yeah. and then going back to when you say that, you know, this, this was the millennial year reign, that would have been about when they wanted to get rid of all the evidence. And when right. you and when you put it in that way, it's like, okay, now what comes after the millennial year reign? Well, there's more stuff. And it, you gotta read your Bible to find it, but there's there's stuff out there that is telling you that there's more to come. And and if we're in this more to come, like I said on the last one, if I was wearing a what would Satan do bracelet, I would mm -hmm. probably burn all of the exactly. evidence. Right? Yep. That's what I would want to do. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you had, okay, so just going back to San Francisco, um, they were they had this earthquake that allegedly caused a massive fire mm. in 1906. 520 city blocks were destroyed. Mm. Wow. Four square miles, 3,000 buildings. Yeah. Like, we're talking insane levels of burning. And this mm. was not just a couple of cities. This was all over the place. The state of Washington, Seattle, Spokane, and Ellensburg were, there were three cities that were burned in one year. Mm. Um, but the worst of them was actually Michigan. Um, so in Michigan in 1871, Chicago, uh, and then like six other towns all burned on the same day. Mm. How does that happen? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like what's going on right now, right? There's just fires everywhere. They're, to parallel. they're trying to like burn all the evidence, right? Yeah. Because, because why? Because they're doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing and they don't want us to find out about it. So this is why you have to ask questions. You know, That's Madeline right. has gone down this rabbit hole because she's asking questions and look at mm -hmm. what she's finding. This stuff is amazing. So mm -hmm. let's keep rolling. Yeah, so I want to talk about the millennium because most people will agree there's like a missing millennium. Like 
whether they're Christians or they're not, mm -hmm. there is this reality that the evidence points to a missing millennium. Mm -hmm. And there have been notable scholars go through this and admit, yeah, there is a missing millennium. Yeah. And they've taken it from mathematical perspectives, but they've also taken it from like historical timelines. Like how did all these wars happen in the same year by the same person, yeah. which was like geographically dispersed to the point where you couldn't possibly get from there to there and beat another, you know, opponent <laughs> and take over yeah. their government. Like yeah. it's ridiculous when you start actually looking at all of the the historical narrative that was almost fabricated we can't mm -hmm. prove that, but it does mm -hmm. seem to be how it is. And there are some artifacts that stand out most in, in a lot of the content that we see. So one of the um, one of the things most people will talk about is the dating on things like coins, artifacts, documents, mm -hmm. pictures, um, and like books, old books, is that they put um, an I or a J so a letter I or a letter J ahead of the numbers. So you would have like a little I and then 700 as an example, um, or a little J and then 700. And at some point they just started replacing the I and the J with like a one. So it would be like 1700. Oh yeah. And some people have speculated that the I or the J refers to Jesus or Jesus mm -hmm. in Greek. So that you'd have the, um, mm -hmm. Year of Our Lord Jesus, 700, that kind of thing. Oh, interesting. And that's something that you hear all the time, right? In the Year of Our Lord. And, and that's right. how things were done in the military, even today, when they do a, a ceremony for, um, you know, somebody's getting more rank or, or moving up. There's a whole ceremony, and it says on the document, in the Year of Our Lord, because I think a lot of the military traditions and things have carried over because they they use the military to move things in the direction that they want to do when you when you when you do a, a military coup right then you're the one that takes over and then you have a lot of those same military traditions and things like that 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 go yeah. with it that's yeah. why mm. that's why like in world war Two, now we still have a lot of nazi type stuff going on that yeah it's the same thing yeah. And capturing things like, yes. you know, raiding artifacts mm -hmm. and, and actually going in for the purpose of taking things that, yeah. you know, you want to have control over. But yeah. 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 So there's, there is consensus on that, I would say, between Christians and just, you know, people who aren't Christians looking at the evidence, weighing mm -hmm. it up and saying, yeah, there is actually. So there was a, a Russian named Anatoly Fomenko. Um, he's quite well-known in this area. He did quite a lot of research around um, why, number one, why did they do it? And he was kind of an mm -hmm. opponent of Rome, Holy Roman Empire and the Vatican, and kind of pointed the finger at them. Um, mm -hmm. And then he broke it all down in kind of a mathematical, chron chronological way. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be proven from that level of things that there is a miss missing millennium. Um, another uh, fellow who actually lives in my city, he's a professor. Um, he wrote a book on the lost millennium. Hmm. These men are not Christians. They're not looking at it from a religious perspective. Um, sure. But they are weighing things up from a physical perspective. And mm -hmm. they're saying this just is, you know, we're just not seeing the alignment of dates here. Hmm. So on that basis, I think, you know, you could kind of turn to somebody and say, Hey, this millennium's missing and we can 
give you some good evidence. We could pull mm -hmm. it out of these books, for example. Um, but what's really interesting is when you look at the architecture. So mm -hmm. yeah. when they talk about the period of like between 500 and 1500, what do they call it? The dark ages. Mm -hmm. And it's that kind of law of inversion because when you look at the architecture, it doesn't, they weren't stupid. They weren't, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> unskilled. Yeah. They weren't, um, you know, they weren't just living in little mud huts. They were actually, right, create, right. you know, whether it was God doing it miraculously or the people building it, the structures give the whole, you know, a much bigger picture of what was going on at that time. Yeah. And I would like to add as well that I think the other thing that pushes me in the direction of that being the millennial reign is that um, we were told that in the millennial reign, we, the saints, would reign mm -hmm. as kings and priests. Well, mm -hmm. who was reigning mm -hmm. during that time? That was mm -hmm. the church. There was no government. It was right. completely a Christian society. Well, right. Yeah, I mean, even when you take, like, if you're going to lie about the Dark Ages, what was it really? It was the Light Ages, right? Exactly. Which is when the J was there, right? And, yep. and if it's the Light Ages when the J was there, then that means that that was a, a millennial reign where they had these huge buildings where they were pulling energy from the sky and they were going through these cathedrals that had all kinds of organs through them. And if you worship in those cathedrals, that there's a vibration in there that I've felt, she's felt like there's, it's, mm -hmm. it's different. And then you, yeah. and then we know that water has memory. They told us that in Frozen, right? Oh, Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. And it <laughs> takes that, it takes all of that worship, all of that energy from the sky and it puts it into the water. And then it's taken out these aqueducts all the way out to all the people in yeah. all the houses and all and the water that you're using is the water that you made earlier in your communion with God. Mm -hmm. And you could do that every day. Because yeah. that's oh, and those what big you do pipe in the organs, you don't just have to be in the church to hear it. You can hear exactly. it. You can mm -hmm. hear it. The whole town can hear it and feel it. It's it's I don't know. Yeah. And they, they've done research tons of research studies on if you play music for your plants or whatever, they they do grow better. Mm -hmm. They right. grow bigger, they grow faster. They, I mean, it's, so, it's something about the vibration of things. It, it's, there's something there. Yep. Exactly. And you know, I mean, we all, I, you guys probably know, but just to mention it is that when the Nazis were messing around with their experiments, they were actually changing the frequency of music. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have a loss of sound and Something that bothers me now that I kind of am exposed to all of this is, you know, modern churches. It kind of makes me sad. Modern churches yes. are all inside these black box rooms with electrical yep. sound and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. the media is all electrical and it's all kind of enclosed in this dark space. Mm -hmm. You know, you can worship God anywhere. That's It's not really a, a negative in that way. It's just, I wonder what we've lost by not going right. into those spaces and utilizing the the power that is created mm -hmm. by worshiping in there, like you've mentioned with that church, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. And it, it, it makes me go, it's, you know, it makes me get excited to know that, you know, when you, when you picture, everybody has this escapism view where you're, you're, we're escaping 
to go to heaven, right? And so we don't, we're not really thinking about what's going on right here, right now, because this sucks and this is not my home. So I'm going somewhere else. And that's terrible because when Jesus came, he was trying to fix everything in the short amount of time because he knew he was going to come and then they were going to kill him. And so there was a short amount of time that he had. And what was he doing during that short amount of time? He could have been doing anything. He could have been surfing. He could have been climbing. He could have been hiking. He could have been doing anything that he wanted to, but he was doing the father's will, which was making this realm a better place. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed Mm -hmm. to be making this realm a better place in everything and every day. And when we're, and when we're locked into these, as you said, these satanic square boxes with all, and we're, we're locked into the matrix with all of the energy that yeah. they've given us, right? Yeah. Have you ever thought that it's weird that we get black oil from the ground and we get also energy from the sky, like electric right. energy from the sky, but yeah. we choose to use like Satan's blood to fuel all of our stuff instead of mm-hmm. using God's energy to like that stuff that well yes this the is weird Rick's, stuff that goes on in my mind no this is know? actually one of Rick's theories that that makes a little bit of sense because some mm-hmm. of them do not. <laughs> you get but one every one, once in a while he's he he was explaining to me that you know when we were getting power from the ether or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it before it was this clean energy that we were meant yeah. to have and then all of a sudden there's this transition into oil and where do we get right. our gasoline and how do we i mean even the electric cars they have to be charged by something yeah. so they're charged mm-hmm. by i mean they, they literally have generators in the back of these electric cars that are running on gasoline to charge the electric car if it it's dies. crazy so we're getting this black oil this black goo instead of this beautiful you know stuff from the sky so i don't know yeah i mean things were so much cleaner before oil i agree with you Mm -hmm. like it has you know i mean you can't deny it causes pollution and it Mm -hmm. does kind of you wouldn't sit behind a car and breathe it in like (laughs) yeah Um, you can but that's a (laughs) a quick way to get to heaven (laughs) yeah 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 and i found an interesting um technology the other day so you know in san francisco um the cable cars right Mm, mm -hmm. well did you know that cable cars were in just like all the other architecture these were in every city of the world Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you know the technology that was originally under there i just found this out Mm -mm. um so basically they were they were pulled along by cables under the street and there was massive gears actually mm-hmm. under the street, which they have now utilized the tunnels for those into subways and mm-hmm. underground tunnels, right? Yes. But they changed them from being those cable, what was a cable, into a um, like an electrode system. So you'd have, you know, instead of the cable coming up from under the street in this gap that went down the middle, you'd have sort of a, a two-pronged thing going down and it would pick up an electrical charge and you oh, go that way. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of like those little racers that you used as a, like back oh, in the eighties, yeah. they would ri- race around on the track. And if you went too fast right. around the corner, it'd fly off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's it. interesting. Yeah. Huh. And, and totally clean, right? Like there yeah. was no yeah. pollution. There was no electricity. Somebody could get blasted by. It was just a cable. 
Uh-huh. And they used this similar um, technologies to go up hills. So I think they still have them in some more ancient sites, like in England. Um, some of the castles still have these functional kind of uphill um I can't remember what they're called, but it's almost like a system that it pulls you up as you. Mm-hmm. A gondola? It's like built onto the mountain and it's like these oh, things yes, that pull yes. you up. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah it's interesting how they have all these different types and ways, pulley systems and things and that electricity, instead of using this gasoline, which where it's causing fires and, 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 and combustion and pollution and all of those different things. It's very interesting yeah. to me that in a society, you know, that that's pretty smart. I mean, we, we build a lot of things, It's om- mm-hmm. but then you have the regulators that come in and say, you can only do so much stuff, you know, you can only exactly. do this or you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way and codes and laws and rules and like you couldn't build a house right now pull if you even if you figured it out how to pull from the ether and just put that in your house and instead of wiring the whole thing you wouldn't pass your permit inspection you would have to like fake wire the whole thing and then put your little box you know it's you can't even do it if you Mm -hmm. wanted to we we can't even collect rainwater yeah we live in the northwest Yeah, it's like, yeah. what okay. What do you mean I can't collect rainwater? It's illegal? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't okay. make any sense. Actually, that really bugs me because um, I, you know, I have these stupid conversations with people where I'm like, why do you think that? You know, uh-huh. like, um, you know, you, you're talking to somebody and they're like, oh, do you know they recycle our wastewater and they put it back into our taps? Like, do you really think they do that? Yeah. I really don't. I don't think that's... I don't think that is a smart thing to even say. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't, I'm not rude to people, but I'm like, sure. I just want people to think like, really, mm-hmm. yes. you know, water falls out of the sky. Oh, but it's, it's polluted. Really? Like all our plants, all our garden vegetables are right. fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They seem to be doing okay. If we, they would probably do better if we did it on the right timeline, but you know, right. We only get what we get. Have you noticed that this year people, I've had a lot of people report to me that we're getting a lot more abundance of apples and like harvest. The harvest (laughs) this year has been bigger than um, other years. And that's not something that I usually pay attention to. It's just, I've had a bunch of people tell me, do you want some apples? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah. I mean, we live in farm countries. So. <laughs> okay. yeah. so um one of the other things that I found really interesting about the millennial reign idea concept uh, mm. as an answer to the missing times timeline uh, was that the ornate, you know, huge castles that are so full of complex designs, including kinds of plumbing, like massive fountains and, mm-hmm. you know, waterways and like really intricate detail that they had given to these castles, but they didn't have any bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Now, the explanation for that is that, oh, they just went in the hallways. Oh, they just, you know, used to Ugh. go everywhere. Or a chamber pot. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't think so. People just going to the bathroom anywhere. It's crazy. Um, So one of the explanations I've heard, and I've heard it from a few different presenters who kind of are going down this same idea, is that Mm. uh, the saints, you know, reigning and ruling with Christ in the time of the millennium would have had glorified bodies. Mm -hmm. And Mm. it does explain the fact that it's possible they just didn't 
need the bathroom. So they didn't sure. build any. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, it does make sense to mm-hmm. me. You know, the, and, the, and the more that you dig and the more that you look, the, the more that you find. That's why we always stress, ask questions, you know, mm-hmm. ask all of the questions. I, I used to be a tutor. And one of the things that they would tell us is to, when you're tutoring, ask questions, ask them how to explain it to you, ask them, because what you're doing is you're making them pull it out of their own mind. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have it in there, that's because you haven't taught them right. So now yeah. you know that you need to do more teaching. And so you mm-hmm. have to, you have to pull those things out of people's minds. So did you understand what I said to you? Or do you know how this actually works? But mm-hmm. I think in this context, you have to be asking that about your own world that you live in. Does, exactly. does the current narrative that has been preached for a very long time, does that meet the standards of your logic and if you haven't applied any logic to it then that's on you and and it's i'm not trying to be rude but that's the answer that's reality because just like a student that i'm tutoring if they're not putting forth the effort it doesn't matter how many questions i ask they're never going to get it that's right so if you want to get this information, if you want to understand it, instead of just pushing it away and being like, nah, that's these guys are weird. There's a reason that people are saying what they're saying. And these these are upstanding people. I mean, I mean, Madeline has a job. She's a mother. She's a, <laughs> got a family. She's just like yeah. you. Yeah. She's just like you. She's just mm-hmm. asked the right questions and she's gone down the right paths. And that's all that we're asking of our audience is to just not be somebody that either pushes away information or just says, ah, these guys are crazy and goes on somewhere else. Not that I need mm-hmm. the viewers or the followers. It's about the knowledge. We have yeah. to gain the knowledge because that's the path that we chose. Yeah. We chose the path of knowledge. That's right. This is what it is. That's the curse. Mm-hmm. And so we have to go down the path of knowledge until we can figure out where it is that we're supposed to be. And they do that in Ecclesiastes. And we find out at the end, just follow after God. That's all yeah. you can do because he already knows it all. And that's what we're supposed to be learning on this earth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I do like in Revelation where it talks about the great deception that follows the millennial reign. You know, mm-hmm. it all just fits together for me. I mean, mm-hmm. each, you know, everybody's coming up with sort of hypotheses and this, but when your guideline is the Bible, and when you mm-hmm. have the Holy Spirit in you, mm-hmm. there's certain things that just speak to you because the Holy Spirit will reveal them or, yes. mm-hmm. you know, make it like, yeah, you know, this actually aligns with the scripture. This makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean, and that's why the foolishness of this world doesn't make sense of the things that we say half the time. So, you know, you go into these groups that are talking about, you know, the technology and the in the Tartarian and it's all great. Mm-hmm. You know, they are finding out really interesting things, but the true nugget at the bottom of it all is if we do live in the time of great deception and it's only the elect that aren't going to be deceived, what are we, what are we aiming for? Mm-hmm. Are we aiming for free tech? Are we aiming for free energy? Like yes. what's our aim? Yeah. What are we paying yeah, attention to? Is yeah. it, you know, a lot of people talk about Nasara Jasara. It's all about the money. We we want to we ha- want to have our freedoms to do this and do that. I get it. I get it. We've been living in this system for so long. But is that the goal? Is to get more money? You know, or like you said, tech. 
Yes, yeah. it would be cool to be able to fly around in a flying car. Yes, it would be cool to have all of this extra tech, you know, like a food processor that just makes your food for you, just like yeah. on Star Trek. Yes, yeah. I would like to go into my room and just have the food come. Like, yes, my wife is like, yes, this is great. But that's not the goal, right? Those are distractions. Those might be blessings that God is going to bring to us. But that should not be the goal. The goal should be following after Jesus Christ because exactly. that was what we were asked to do. So we have to be very careful, as we always say on this podcast, because when you get into this information warfare, right, You yeah. there's, there's like truth here and truth there and truth here. And then you've got all of the stuff in between that has been tweaked just a little bit just to throw you off. You know, exactly. like you said with the um frequencies how they change the sound frequencies this yeah. guitar which way behind me i was me, gonna say he's got his tune to the yeah it's 432 right and it sounds oh, great awesome. yeah yep. if yeah, you're if your guitars music around the house yeah you have to you have to yeah. think that this stuff is if you try it and it works then it's probably a thing, right? Because yeah. God is not going to give you confusion or think that's what the enemy is giving you. That's why you're so confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to pay attention to the things that make sense to us. Use yeah. our God-given knowledge, logic, all of those things. It's wisdom mm -hmm. versus book knowledge. Yeah, where do you put your trust in the knowledge hmm. of man or in the in the you know what God has revealed to us? And, you know, the things of God are often a mystery. It's like yes. why why are you telling me this? You know, like why are you leading me down this path? But God has hmm. his purposes and I think that's why we're having this conversation right now to be yeah. honest. I think oh, it's yeah. fascinating because you think there there was people that would have visions or have dreams or whatever, but then they needed to have an interpreter because it didn't make sense exactly. to them. So if we're getting together from across the world and we're all sharing knowledge together, you might have a nugget that Rick can interpret because that's he was he was meant to interpret it. Like exactly. that's and I think that's what the enemy doesn't want is he doesn't want people communicating in a healthy way. He mm -hmm. wants people, you know, like so many people just can regurgitate what they've been taught. And it's so yeah. quick, it's so fast, it's so like matter of fact that they don't stop and think why do i think that way why mm -hmm. do i believe that way why do i believe that the earth is a globe and we're hurtling through space at you know a gazillion miles an hour like why do i think that I know. Mm -hmm. it's because it's been conditioned from preschool yeah yeah and yeah, it's like almost that expression it's better the devil you know which is literal like right oh, you, you really feel more comfortable with the devil oh mm -hmm. yeah. i don't <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And then I'm you not. got us that are like, well, Rick is definitely uh, like he he's when you really walks on the fringes, and I'm somewhere a little bit more in the <laughs> yeah. restrained. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, all right, you're getting a little crazy. I there. say it all the time. <laughs> she is the best thing for me because I I'm a wild man. I'll say whatever mm -hmm. I want in church. I'll do whatever I want over here because I'm not constrained to. In my mind, I'm not constrained to the world. I'm a free man. I live right. with the Holy Spirit indwelling me. I'm more like a disciple or a Paul who's just walking around doing whatever they want to do as yeah. long as it is following in the path of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. because they know nothing else but Christ and him cu crucified, as Paul says. Yeah. 
And so if that's Amen. my vision and that's my goal, then I'm not going to really be caught up in all this other stuff. Whereas Christian then, or Christian, yeah, that works. Kristen then pulls me back down to earth every once in a while and says, yeah, but you're not, you're supposed to live here with these people and teach these mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And you can't walk away and say, I've got it figured out. I'm just going to run and go, you know, skipping through the petunias with Jesus. I have to then, because it, the Bible tells me it is my, it is what I have to do is when I figure it out, when I wake up, I have to give that knowledge to everybody else. That's, that's kind of part of the deal, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you, you don't get to hoard it to yourself. Jesus is very clear. You don't put yeah. your light under, under a bushel and, and think that the rest of the world doesn't get to know. No, when, yeah. when you know what you know, you tell everybody. Yeah. So I started a podcast and now it's. Yeah, this is great. This <laughs> is, no, this is now. wonderful. No, it's, it's exactly the right thing. You know, people need to hear um, mm -hmm. what, what's out there other than what I know, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it's, I don't want to say it's depressing, but people think life is going to an office for eight mm -hmm. hours a day, coming home tired, not having spent time with their families and yep. doing yes. that day after day. And that's hamster how wheel. Had in fun for us. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what else do you too. have criteria wise? What, okay. So I know that there's way more and I'm sure that this, we're going to do more parts to this because there's, there's a lot to it. Cause I really yeah. want to get lot. into the world fairs and the, what are the, the trains with kids and all, all that yep. stuff. Yeah. There's so many, so many avenues. We'll have to, to do those again later. Cause there, yeah. there's a lot there and it's very interesting and there's a lot of really compelling stuff. Yeah. So what do you what do you think is the is the main reason that people don't believe in the Tartarian Empire existence? Well, there's a lot of tricks, you know, the spells that are cast on us um, to explain, you know, my daughters are in high school and it's all about memorizing what dates things happened, memorize mm -hmm. what they want you to believe. And um you know, I pretty much just tell them, okay, learn what you need to get through, but don't necessarily believe it all because mm -hmm. there's a lot more to the story. And, you know, it's these things like, so I, I guess terminology is huge and you both will know that in terms yeah. of spell casting and right. how they get us to think a certain way by using certain words in yep. certain contexts. And one of the big ones in this area is the architecture will have a big number stamped on the front of it, like mm. 1902, you know, and yeah. as a, someone who actually is aware of Tartaria, you know that that building is probably, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's like 1200 years old. But yep. mm -hmm. when they say founded, so the word founded could actually mean that's when they found it. Literally yeah. found it. Yeah. Ah. So those kinds of things, you know, I think that's just an interesting avenue to go down is what is the language around architecture. Mm -hmm. And then when you think about um, the likes of the Freemasons, how involved mm -hmm. they've been in really architecting this, what we know as our current day society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they have the keys to everything. You know, you want to go find out more about your city. You're going to mm -hmm. have to go to the archives and ask for permission to see documentation yes. about mm -hmm. if I wanted to find out, you know, more about the legislative assembly being built, I would have to go ask for permission. And then even mm -hmm. then they only carry, will give you a certain amount of yep. it. So it's all guarded. It's all under lock and key. 
And the other thing they're doing around the, the buildings is here and probably everywhere is they gut them out. And I don't know if that's to get rid of the technology, like Mm -hmm. fully just kind of like wipe it out of the building, or Mm -hmm. if that's to hide some of the architectural features that would be hard to explain, but Mm -hmm. they keep the front and then they build all in the inside and Mm -hmm. a new, you know, internal part of it. Or maybe it all was burned. That too. Yeah. Like most major cities have been burned. Like yeah. Victoria, right. Vancouver, Calgary, like all the Canadian cities have had. Yeah. Oslo got burned. I remember. Yeah. You wonder what my mom DC is looked ins- like before. I know. That's true. Yeah. Go ahead. Oslo. Oh, my, my mom is really big into genealogy and there's a lot of stuff that you can't find because they, they burned everything in Oslo. They burned yeah. all the, all the records and it's crazy. Yeah, they do that. And I think on my dad's side, so we're Canadian, we can go back as far as my dad's dad who came over as, you know, I've looked at his records, his parents both allegedly died when they when they were fairly young. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the narrative, you know, they mm-hmm. give them names, they put them in this genealogy machine. And mm-hmm. you don't know any more than that. Like, that's all we have to work by. Um, yeah. But, you know, in future, uh, we could talk about orphan trains. And oh, yeah. that would I believe be that's probably part of most of our history, especially if we live in North America. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would yeah. agree. I think so, too. Well, this has been awesome. This has I been so know. great. And I've just loved talking to you. You're so knowledgeable. And uh, we just hope to have you on again because I want to talk more. So yeah, it will be selfish for me. I'll bring you back on. And then uh, also, I'm sure other people would like to hear that conversation as well. So yeah, with yeah that, sure. we'll, uh, we'll let you get going. But do you have any, are you, are you broadcasting in any way? Are you uh, doing any blogs or anything like that? No. Um, my story is that I came back to the Lord a year and a half ago. So this is all like, yeah. You know, I was 25 years in the wilderness. I came back to the Lord a year and a half ago. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm just putting my head down. I just want yeah. to know everything for, you know, before I even start really, like, I would like to start something, but it's going to be at a point where I feel not that I know everything, but that I have sure. a real good um, mm-hmm. clear understanding of things and just to have those conversations. Well, it sounds yeah. like you're asking the right questions mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, hopefully we can have this too. I'm pretty sure you'll have a permanent guest spot on here as our ter- Tartaria great. expert. So I know. stay tuned everybody because okay. she's going to do some work and give us yeah. some knowledge and we're excited okay. to hear about it. All right. Another Madeline, thing that always, so one more you. thing to add. They, uh, Anything that they are working so hard to disprove, it always mm. like perks my ears up a little bit. So I, yeah. most things that you read and see are going to tell you why Tartaria did not exist. Mm-hmm. But exactly. it which is possible that it didn't. Who knows? We don't really know, no. But I think anything that they're trying so hard to disprove is worth looking into. Yeah. Yep. Just Definitely. give it a look. Give it don't, a look. Don't come to any conclusions. Don't. Yeah. Are we right? Totally. Exactly. Just ask the questions, do the work, do the research. Mm -hmm. You've got plenty of time. I know everybody's like, I don't have enough time. You have have plenty of time. Turn off the television, turn off the music, turn off the distractions. The distractions. Just get into it. Take the time. That's if you want to learn the guitar, you got to learn. If you're going to learn the drums, you got to learn. If you're going to learn the keyboard, you got to do the work. So do the work. 
All right, you yeah. guys. This Thank has been so that much. so fringy podcast with Madeline talking about Tartaria and the millennial reign, possibly. Kristen's here, and we are out of here. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.